From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. for joining us for another broadcast of Let the Bible Speak. Today we continue a series of studies on the doctrine of the person and work of the Holy Spirit. Messages preached by Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. We'll be hearing from Dr. Cairns in just a few minutes. First of all, we invite you to enjoy a devotional thought from the pen of Charles Haddon Spurgeon, found in his collection called Faith's Checkbook. Our devotional for today is entitled, Never Despair. The text is Malachi chapter 4 and verse 2. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings. Fulfilled once in the first advent of our glorious Lord, and yet to have a fuller accomplishment in his second advent, this gracious word is also for daily use. Is it dark with you today? Does the night deepen into a denser blackness? Still, let us not despair. The sun will yet rise. When the night is darkest, dawn is nearest. The sun which will arise is of no common sort. It is the sun, the sun of righteousness, whose every ray is holiness. He who comes to cheer us comes in the way of justice as well as of mercy, comes to violate no law even to save us. Jesus as much displays the holiness of God as his love. Our deliverance, when it comes, will be safe because righteous. Our one point of inquiry should be, do we fear the name of the Lord? Do we reverence the living God and walk in his ways? Then for us the night must be short, and when the morning cometh, all the sickness and sorrow of our soul will be over forever. Light, warmth, joy, and clearness of vision will come, and healing of every disease and distress will follow after. Has Jesus risen upon us? Let us sit in the sun. Has he hidden his face? Let us wait for his rising. He will shine forth as surely as the sun.
Pastor A.W. Tozer was one of the spiritual giants of the 20th century. A self-made scholar with an insatiable hunger for the deep things of God, he was known to often burn the midnight oil in his study, seeking a more profound experience of his Lord and Savior. His book, The Pursuit of God, is the result of long meditation and much prayer. It is not a collection of sermons. It does not deal with the pulpit and the pew, but with the soul athirst for God. Some of the chapter titles include Apprehending God, The Gaze of the Soul, and Meekness and Rest. Let the Bible Speak is pleased to offer complete reprints of this timeless devotional help free of charge. For your copy of The Pursuit of God, simply email info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you wish, you may call us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. If you prefer regular mail, simply write Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Just ask for your free copy of The Pursuit of God. Let the Bible Speak, Dr. Cairns continues his series of studies in the doctrine of the person and work of the Holy Spirit. On the previous broadcast, he began a message entitled, The Effect of the Unction of the Spirit Upon the People of God. The text is found in 1 John chapter 2, verses 20 and 27, where Christians are spoken of as having an unction from the Holy One. This is equivalent to being baptized by the Spirit into the body of Christ. It happens at the moment of conversion, and it produces a number of important effects in the life of the believer. The first effect is authority, or that which enables the Christian to serve the Lord with power. Christ was anointed as our prophet, priest, and king. 
and there is a sense in which every Christian is to execute those roles in this world. Now, Dr. Cairns continues this message called The Unction of the Spirit. I think that in the unction there are lessons which are largely overlooked. This unction belongs to every Christian. It is not just something that preachers have or apostles have. There is the unction, the anointing of the Spirit, and it is given to every Christian. Without this, you cannot be saved. This is in many ways, though not in all its lessons, it is in many ways equivalent to the baptism by the Spirit into the body of Christ. It is something that takes place at regeneration. And it is something that God gives to every Christian, therefore. Today I want us to think then upon the effects of the unction of the Spirit of God upon the people of God. I want us to pay attention to the lessons that are involved in this statement, ye have an unction from the Holy One. I take the Holy One here to be Christ Himself. And the unction answering to the oil in the Old Testament is the Spirit of God. When Christ was anointed, we read He was anointed with the Holy Ghost. When we receive an anointing from the Lord Jesus Christ, we receive the anointing with the Holy Ghost. So, I want us to think then on the effects of this unction of the Spirit upon the people of God. The effects can be summed up under four very simple headings, and I want us to look at them like that today. The first effect is empowerment. And I use that word in the restricted sense of authority. The unction of the Spirit is God's way of imparting authority to the people of God. Let's just refer back for a moment to Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. And notice the wording there. <clears throat> God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. The word power there is not the word that means authority. It is the word that speaks of ability. You'll notice therefore that the scripture here is drawing a distinction between being anointed with the Holy Ghost and anointed with power in the sense of dynamic ability. It is quite in order for God's people to realize their need of an anointing with power every time they go to serve the Lord. I am not speaking of that fullness of power at this point in time. That will come later. I want us today to concentrate on the anointing of the Spirit. Obviously, the anointing of the Spirit and the anointing of power are kept distinct in uh, 
Acts 10 and 38. I'm thinking of the anointing of the Spirit in the sense of authority. Now, that's the meaning of it right through the Old Testament. When the high priest was anointed, the basic significance was that God had set him aside. That he had God's authority for what he was doing. When David was anointed king, it was saying to Samuel, and then later to the whole nation, that uh, this is God's man. He is not a self-appointed man. His authority does not reside in the mere force of his personality. It does not reside in the choice of the people. It does not reside at the end of his sword. The authority of this king resides in his divine appointment. Similarly, with the prophet Elisha, when God anointed him through Elijah, he was saying, this is my prophet. And what he says, he says, was my authority. You see, the anointing is an empowerment in the sense of giving divine authority to the recipient of it. Now we come back to the New Testament statements. It is said to the people of God, ye have an unction. You have an anointing from the Holy One. This is God's stamp of empowering authority upon the people of God. While it is true that the anointing of the prophet, priest, and king in the Old Testament has its greatest fulfillment in Christ, it nonetheless has a counterpart in the life of every Christian, and not just in the lives of those who are called as preachers, evangelists, missionaries, etc. There is a sense in which every Christian is privileged to be a prophet, a priest, and a king. I emphasize this, I am glad to say, and I have no hesitation in confessing it, I am a confirmed Protestant. I believe that Protestantism and Bible Christianity, properly understood, are synonymous. I have no time whatsoever for the sentiments of evangelicals who crow that they are not Protestants. That's another story. I am a Protestant. At the heart of the Protestant Reformation was a return to Bible teaching on the fact that there is a priesthood for all believers. There is a kinghood for all believers. Thank God there is a prophetic office for all believers. As prophets, every Christian knows the will of God Certainly in its most basic and most necessary aspect. Every Christian knows the will of God as regards salvation. And every Christian has the right and the authority and the privilege and the duty to proclaim it. I do not for one minute believe, and there are some people who have adopted this view, I do not for one minute believe that witnessing belongs only to the man in the pulpit. Many a time in this pulpit I have quoted from the statements of A.W. Pink. 
And I have said that uh, much of his literature, you'll find that which uplifts and is in many ways some of the best exposition on a devotional level of the scriptures of truth that you could find uh, coming from this 20th century. Yet I have to warn that in some of the later literature, he espoused this notion that Christians ought not to witness that this belongs to the ordained man. My friend, I say this this morning without fear of contradiction from Scripture, that while there is an ordination to the Christian ministry, there is a divine unction on every Christian that gives him the right to speak up for Jesus Christ. And what we need in America today is not less witnessing, but more witnessing. What we need is not Christians to shut up, but to speak up. And to let this nation know the glories of the person of our Redeemer. We have an authority to witness. I want you to remember that. When you step out into the world, when you face the world of the ungodly, when you go into the place of business, or when you come into contact with unsaved people, and God gives opportunity to witness, the devil will try to seal your lips. He will remind you of your lack of education. He will remind you of your lack of knowledge of Greek and Hebrew. He will tell you that you might forget the text of Scripture. He will tell you you're not a very fluent speaker. He will tell you this person will be able to mock you. And the devil will try to shame you into total silence. Man, I want you to remember, God says, you have an unction. You have an authority. The Spirit of God gives you the right to speak up for Christ. And with that right, there is the implicit promise of enabling grace. Oh, thank God we have in every Christian the privilege of prophetic witness. Thank God also in every Christian there is the privilege of spiritual priesthood. That constant access to the throne of God through the blood of atonement. To bring to God the spiritual sacrifices of the calves of our lips, of the praises of our heart, of the expressions of joy from a redeemed soul. To bring to the Lord the plea of the precious blood and on the ground of that blood to claim God's answer to our petition and God's fulfillment to his promises. My friend, I say this to you today. When we come to pray, we are not coming merely to multiply words. When we come to pray, we are not coming to twist God's arm to extract some a blessing that he doesn't want to give. When we come to pray, we are not trying to change God in any one way. When we come to pray, we are coming with the authority of the Spirit of God to come on the ground of the blood of the Son of God, to lift up the promises of the Word of God, and to see enacted in us and through us the very will of God. This is the right and the authority of every believer, for we have an unction from the Holy One. Bless God, that unction makes us kings.
we have a royal dignity and a royal victory. I was reading an old Irish Presbyterian minister. I would to God with a few like him in Irish Presbyterianism today. And uh, he was speaking on each Christian being a prophet, a priest, and a king. And speaking of a Christian as a king, he said he maintains a controversy with the Lord's enemies and acknowledges no authority but his. I like that. That's the kind of kingship I believe in. There is a a new theology going about today. I'm not going to get into the philosophy of it this morning. I have some things in it that I admire, and I have many things in it that I fear. But the whole notion of dominion and reconstruction seems to me to be uh, in terms that are far from gospel terms and scriptural terms. The kind of dominion that a Christian needs to start exercising is spiritual dominion. And when he has spiritual dominion, God will use him even in the physical realm and in the political realm and in every other realm. God will make an impact through men who have spiritual dominion. I want to say that this dominion needs to start being exercised in the church. We see this as we go on. It needs to be exercised first against our own sin. We need to have a controversy with our own flesh. My, we're living in such ease. Uh, We just capitulate to the flesh so easily. It is time for the people of God to realize we have an anointing as kings to have a controversy with our own sins. It's very easy to have a controversy with somebody else's sins. It's very easy to have a controversy with somebody else's failures. My friend, there is a time, and I believe it has come, when God's people would do well to recognize as kings and priests unto God, we need to be upon our knees to be claiming victory over the old man, over the old lust, over the old flesh, over the mind of the flesh and the motives of the flesh. God would truly give us that holiness of life that is well becoming to the people of God. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, founded by Dr. Alan Cairns. Let the Bible Speak is also heard in many parts of the world through the international radio outreach of Let the Bible Speak, produced in Northern Ireland. The Free Presbyterian Church stands without apology for the absolute inerrancy of the Bible, emphasizing preaching that centers on the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ and is militant in its stand against the ecumenical apostasy and the efforts of the world to infiltrate the Church. For further information about the Free Presbyterian Church, you may email info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. You may call us at 864-244-2408. 
or you may write, Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Again, that's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Also, we encourage you to visit the website of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America at www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak. (music) 